BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I was thinking I've got uh, new family dynamics, which I've talked about, and I'm not going to talk about much because it wouldn't be fair to people who are uh, not on the radio. But my biggest concern with my new family dynamics is I just I want my kids to be involved in, you know, extended family, bigger gatherings, that sort of thing. As much as I hate socializing, I do like that sort of thing. And uh, Americans are doing it less and less, just all the way around, based on these statistics. This is from an op-ed in the Washington Post. It hurts my heart. It's not surprising in the least. Uh, I think it's going to kill off our society, if not all of Western civilization, but here you go. The COVID-19 pandemic wreaked havoc on our social lives, as we all know. You know what? It didn't. Not really. It did Not for me. It did for some people. It didn't change my life really many. I don't think any. I think there was one less visit with grandma and grandpa, but just one. You know what? Yeah, that was the one thing. I did not get to see my mom nearly enough in the last two years of her life, which was sad, but it is what it is. Um, but in terms of social life, no, because yeah. as you know, I live in the wilds of Red Counties, and uh, and we we just carried on. We tried to be reasonably safe, but then we we lived our lives. I was watching Margaret Brennan on Face a Nation yesterday. Oh my just, God, is she a piece of work? She's just so COVID obsessed. But uh, she, she they, they said in their piece, many people gathering for the first time in two years. I thought, what was yeah. COVID still a thing last year? I don't remember it being a thing. Uh, and the year before I did Thanksgiving, so whatever. Anyway, um, time spent with friends went down. Time spent alone went up. Americans spent 
38% less time with friends and extended family over Thanksgiving weekend in the past two years than they had the decade prior. Here's the interesting part. And now for the scarier news, says this person writing in the WAPO. Our social lives were withering dramatically before COVID-19. Between 2014 and 2019, time spent with friends went down. Time spent alone went up by more than it did during the pandemic. It would seem that we found some I-need-to-get-together-with-family-and-friends more during the pandemic than we did before the pandemic. According to the Census Bureau's American Time Use Survey, the amount of time the average American spent with friends was stable at about six and a half hours per week. Between 2010 and 2013, then something happened in 2014, time spent with friends began to decline. By 2019, the average American was spending only four hours per week with friends, a f- almost 40% decline from five, wow. the five years before. Social media, political polarization, new technologies all played a role. You know, of course, that's speculation to a certain extent. Um, uh, this person though says it is notable that market pen- penetration for smartphones crossed 50% in 2014. The time when that number went south. You know, those uh, three factors you tossed out, uh, they ring true to me. The political polarization thing. You think you spend I mean, less time? I don't time know with... if that was the, the beef or the potatoes in the stew, but yeah. You think you spend less time with time with family and friends because of that? I don't. But uh, according to everything I've read, you know, the number of people saying, I wouldn't date X or I, I yeah. can't be friends with X or I'd rather not work with, you know, the other side is yeah, skyrocketing well, I'll, I'll, in the I'll, Trump era. I'll push all my chips onto the square that is uh, smartphones and all that sort of stuff crossing over 50% in 2014 for the decline. Because, I mean, God, I see that all around me. But, uh, um, ba 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 ba. Similar declines can be seen even when the definition of friends is expanded to include neighbors, coworkers, and clients. The average American spent 15 hours per week with this broader group of friends a decade ago, 12 hours per week in 2019, only 10 hours per week last year. So that's a huge drop. Mm. On average, Americans did not transfer that lost time to spouses, partners, or children. Instead, they chose to be alone. How about that? Bowling alone. When did that book come out? She's a long, long time, time ago. ago. So, yeah, we were headed on that trend prior to smartphones and social media. Uh, no single group drives this trend, men and women, white, non-white, rich and poor, urban and rural, married and unmarried. Parents and non-parents all saw proportionally similar declines in time spent with others. How interesting is that? Doesn't matter if you're a white, urban Wealthy person or a black, poor, single, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Hmm. The pattern holds for both remote and in-person workers. The percentage decline is so similar for young and old. Uh, however, the percentage is also similar for young and old. However, given how much time young people spend with friends, the absolute decline among Americans 15 to 19 is staggering. Relative to 2013, the average American teenager spent approximately 11 fewer hours with friends each week in 2021 than they did a decade earlier. A 64% decline because, you know, when you're, when you're that age, you do more hanging out with friends. Uh, so there, there's right. more to lose. That drop is almost 70%. Among That's teenagers. astonishing. Can you imagine in your teenage years? I'm talking to you good folks. If you'd run afoul of your parents or broken some rule or you got all D's or something like that, and they cut off 11 hours worth of seeing your friends per week, that would be a severe punishment. I mean, that would be miserable. 
And yet it's it's voluntary now. I, I, I swear this is all related. The uh, lack of coupling, people not having babies. Um, it's just a lack of connectedness thing. Now, what's the cause and what's the effect? I think social media and, and cell phones may well be the cause. Could it be, you know, perception of overpopulation or something like that? I don't know. Mm. I wish I could take an actual 30,000-foot view of this. I can get up to like 10,000 feet, but I still get the feeling I'm not seeing the whole picture. Hey, Michael, while I do this next paragraph, could you Google when Bowling Alone came out the book? Because I think that is worth pointing out that it was identified as a problem, I think, prior to smartphones and social media. Uh, So something was going on already. It, It points out here in this article... This is all very new. Just a decade ago, the average American spent roughly the same amount of time with friends as Americans did in the 60s or the 70s. So, I mean, it, it had been the same since you and I were kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we've been dropping like a stone in terms of the amount of time we spend. Yes, Michael? It was 2000? 2000. So long before smartphones and social media. All right. Let me Let me explain this, though. It's electronic faux connectedness, which was a trend that had begun prior to the smartphone explosion, but the smartphone explosion uh, caused it to grow exponentially. Told the story before, I was in a fraternity, University of Illinois, back in the go-go 80s. Gladys, thank you. And there was some debate at the fraternity whether we should go from having one big television in the basement hooked up to cable TV to getting it in rooms in each of the rooms in the house should should we do that and i was uh i was mostly in favor of getting in the rooms because i hadn't thought about it much but a couple of guys were making the point no we'll we'll lose the gathering in the basement that uh that came in the the cable tv came in every room there was no gangs of guys laughing and talking and hooting and hollering in the basement it died it died in a day Instead, everybody sat alone in the rooms or in small groups, two, three, four, watching what they wanted to watch. The social gathering vanished. So you're putting, Electronic faux connection. So you're putting the blame at the foot of affordable, portable televisions. Essentially, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's something. It's something. Uh, well, again, Can you get that inch deep, non-nourishing human connectedness through a wire? The if the answer is yes for a lot of people that's enough or they think that's enough they feel like that's enough yeah there's a minimum threshold it would appear for enough to keep you from immediately offing yourself and you can get that through your phone and so you decide enough people decide well that's all I need then that's enough for me mm-hmm. we left out probably a very important part of this segment uh but I assume most of the people listening are, are with us on just the assumption that this is a bad thing. They go through plenty of statistics on how uh, connection with family and friends is important for all kinds of mental health and suicide rates and all kinds of different success, all kinds of different things. I mean, it's not just a feeling we have that it's bad, that people are isolating. It's statistically true. Um. I mentioned watching, uh, being at a stoplight on a Saturday night and watching a group of sorority girls walking from the sorority across the street headed toward downtown, and they every single one of them, all all looking exactly the same, with the same haircuts, same same jeans, same shirt, everything, but uh, uh, all staring at their phones. And I was thinking, 
Who do you want to be with more than these other people you're with at this point in your life? Right. Whoever it is that you're looking at your phone talking to, why don't you go be with them? I don't know. Yeah, I know it. I don't know what I know that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's practically a truism in psychology. Again, that word is truism. Um, <laughs> that for happiness, you need a social circle. You need people you care about who care about you, and you need a life of purpose. And uh, online, don't cut it. But we've you know hammered that point enough. I think. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Evidently, some retired engineer wrote a letter to the editor of, uh, I believe, the USA Today and the Desert Sun. Um, about the West's water woes, the Colorado River, which supplies water to, I can't remember how many tens of millions of people. I just heard it the other day. That's the river um, that runs through the Grand Canyon, is it not? Uh, yeah, exactly. And it furnishes water for, uh, Nevada. I'm starting, I'm, I'm moving in terms of population from small to big. Nevada, Arizona, and Southern California. 
um, and is running dry. Lake Mead, for instance, the gigantic reservoir uh, right there at the border of uh, Arizona and Nevada, right? Um it's down to a fraction of its normal levels. They've had to put in new uh, intake pumps because the water's below where they used to suck it out. Yeah, that's why they keep finding DBs. The water has gotten so low there. Dead bodies. De- dead bodies. Oh, right. Oh, boy. Mob uh, rubouts from Las Vegas back in the 60s. Uh, anyway, so this guy, this engineer, writes this editorial that's getting a fair amount of attention. And he, in some detail, said, look, you've got... The bottom of the Mississippi River, meaning geographically, like New Orleans, Louisiana, that, that, that region, that's got more water than they know what to do with. In fact, they're constantly fighting to keep the water from drowning them, building, repairing dikes and levees and pumps and that sort of thing. And he said, look, build an aqueduct to pipe that water 1,489 miles west to refill the Colorado River system with Mississippi River water. Has anything, has, ever, has anything ever been done like that in world history? Well, yeah, but but not on this scale. I mean, uh, New Orleans has a problem with that much water anyway, so let's divert 250,000 gallons per second to Lake Powell, which currently has a shortage of 5.5 trillion gallons. This would take 254 days to fill. I have rafted on Lake Powell. Excellent. Named after John Wesley Powell, the explorer. I can tell you more about this than you'd ever want to know. Boy, that's information, yet it's not informative. Do go on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I have never rafted on Lake Powell, and I feel like I've missed the boat. Uh, No pun intended. So where are we? You can't talk about rafting. And say, I feel like I've missed the boat, and then say, no pun intended. I just well, don't no think pun you can was do... intended. Well, think a little harder on your wording, then. Intent matters. <laughs> so uh, various experts are weighing in on how doable this might be, and the environmentalists are whining, of course, about the environment. <laughs> the, I'm using finger quotes. The environment. <laughs> Snails and silt and such. Um, and... Uh, said you'd be swapping one ecological catastrophe for another, said the guy uh, at, with the Audubon Society. You ought to shut up and look at birds through uh, binoculars. Um, but they say it's technically feasible. It would be enormously expensive. And given the legalities of building a project these days, probably take 30 years, most of it, for environmental reviews and lawsuits and that sort of thing, which is its own subtopic. If there's a desperate need for water, you're telling me you can't like pay the best people in the world to study the hell out of the pipeline uh, path for a year and have them come back with a report, it's going to take 30 years. I would say that's a broken system. Mm. Besides, they have the elk walk under the pipeline, lift it up high enough for the elk. Right. Or bury it or such. Just shut up. Well, what about the western titmouse that lives only in the, you know, Washaw County in the western part of the Rocky Mountains? It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll move over there. If it doesn't like that, birds fly. Right? Beasts crawl. They don't like it here. They'll go over there. It's fine. I've done it many times in my life. Who am I? I'm, I'm uh, much more important than the humble titmouse. Um, anyway, uh, so a, a number of uh, folks weighing in with various ideas, alternate ideas, Jack, uh, have been floated for decades. Haul icebergs from the Arctic to a new Southern California port. 
That one seems dumber. I mean, I'm just going off like school kid knowledge of how any of this stuff would work. But the iceberg thing seems dumber than the pipeline from uh, Louisiana to California. Let me try this. Run a giant hose from the Columbia River along the bottom of the Pacific Ocean to refill Diamond Valley Reservoir. Hmm. Hmm. Can we all jump up in the air at the same time and on the West Coast and <laughs> tilt America? That's kind of sounding like some of these plans. And grab hydrogen and oxygen from the air and make artificial rain. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Is desalinization just off the table? My son brought that up the other day. You know, the... the classic kid version of solving these problems. We got all the water in the ocean. Um, and I was talking to him about uh, salt water and whatnot. But, man, if, they, if there was ever a cheap, effective way to desalinize, take the salt out of a salt water and make it fresh water, that would change the world, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I was actually thinking about something else. Are you saying like an efficient way or a better way? Because it exists already. Well, they can do it, but it's too expensive yeah. to do it uh, to scale. But if it was ever cheap enough to do it that it made sense, that would change the world overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, you know, we ought to be probably plowing our time and effort into that um, and and not, you know, pipelines over the Rockies or that sort of thing now, to, now that I think about it. But, um yeah, well, that takes an enormous amount of energy, too. That's right. That's the other gripe that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what's interesting, and I don't want to come off as some sort of uh, environmental extremist or anything, um, but how about we just stop building houses when we run out of water? Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a 
stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. This is Armstrong and Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Came across this. I thought it was absolutely terrific. The title is How to Be a Successful Politician in California. Wait now. You're listening around the country. You're thinking, I don't care. Oh, this is so revealing about the way... The politics works in a blue monolith of a state. The subtitle of this by Edward Ring, who's a really interesting guy. He's written a couple of books about California politics. He's the, uh, um, I think he was the, he co-founded the California Policy Center. So he's a thinker about policy and politics. But um, how to be a successful politician in California. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And Ring writes, the following conversation never happened. It's for the reader to decide to what extent, however, this conversation reflects political reality in Cal Unicornia today. Two people in this conversation, the candidate and the government union operative, because that's who owns the state of California. Candidate says, it's a surprise you contacted me. I never thought I'd run for office. I don't know how to run a campaign, and I'm not well informed on any of the things I might have to manage if I get elected. Union operative said, that doesn't matter. We've profiled you and determined you'd be a viable candidate and develop into a politician we can count on. But I don't even know how to begin this process. Don't worry about that either. Here are all the forms you need already filled out. We'll just put your name and personal information, and you'll sign them. We will submit them. We will follow up. Candidate says, where will I get my money to campaign? Where will I find a campaign manager? Government union operative says, we do everything for you. We've found a treasurer who will process all of your donations and expenditures, and all you have to do is approve them. We have a campaign consultant who will run your campaign for you, and will run a separate independent expenditure campaign, which allows us to avoid campaign contribution limits, and you will not have to do anything. Candidate says, what about my opponent? Union op says, don't worry, we'll outspend your opponent by whatever amount necessary to ensure victory. Wow. They have to do everything themselves, knowing they're going up against us. They have to raise money from small contributors. They have to constantly hold petty fundraisers. They haven't got access to our government union contributions, and the corporations won't help them because they're all afraid of us. Unless your opponent is wealthy and willing to burn through a good chunk of their own personal fortune, they won't have nearly enough money to compete with you. Camp- candidate says, what will I campaign about? What will I say? Don't worry. We'll tell you what to say. We will write your campaign literature. We'll build your campaign website. We'll handle every detail. We have all the money we will ever need, so we hire the best political consultants. We've learned exactly what voters respond to, and we will attack your opponent as an extremist. But shouldn't I have ideas of my own? Shouldn't I stand for anything? Uh, no. Leave it to us. Just be available for photos and to sign documents and checks. Candidate says, what if it's a close election? Won't all this be for nothing? 
It probably won't be close, but if it is, we know exactly what to do. If early voting trends show your opponent's party turning out in stronger than anticipated numbers, we'll invest more money in ballot harvesting during the weeks before Election Day. Our ballot harvesters know which household residents have registered with our party. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And it's legal. You can't lose. Candidate says, can't my opponent's party do the same thing? Government union operative says, theoretically, yes, but it costs a lot of money to engage in science-based ballot harvesting. And you see, haha, they haven't got any, any money. What's really funny, though, is that we've convinced Californians that we don't have very much money, that we're the underdogs, and that our opponents are spending us into the ground because they take contributions from corporations and billionaires. And guess what? We're the ones who get almost all the contributions from corporations and billionaires, and they don't. Wow. Candidate, candidate says, what if you can't find enough households with voters registered to your party who haven't voted yet? Or an earlier voting trends show that I could be behind. Relax. We have a lot of tools in our toolbox. Even though the last day to register to vote as a traditional voter is October 24th, we can assist people with same-day registration as a conditional voter right up until and through Election Day, November 8th. We know who to register. For example, our teachers' union has ensured that the vast majority of young voters are thoroughly conditioned to vote for our party and to despise your opponent's party. We have a profile for every eligible voter in the state. We know where every person under 30 is living, and if they're not registered, we can get them same-day registration, then we'll harvest their ballot. Candidate says, isn't it kind of weird that California permits early voting to begin a full month before the November 8th election and allows counting and certification to last all the way until December 16th? Doesn't it allow you to manipulate the election outcome during this extended voting period? So what? It's legal. We control the politicians, which means we write the laws, and we made all of this legal. And final question and answer. What if my opponent raises the fairness of the same-day registration and ballast harvesting to ensure victory? You're a quick learner, but you still don't get it. We have all the winning messages. If your opponent questions the ethics of ballot harvesting or the accuracy of the registered voter database from which ballots are mailed to everyone or the injustice of taxpayer-funded government unions recruiting candidates and paying for their campaigns, we'll just call them an election denier. Oh, yeah, I've heard that phrase a lot lately. Those people are fascists. Right you are. Welcome to the team. Now just sign here. Wow, that's pretty good. How good was that? That's pretty good. Edward Blanking Ring, if you need him, we will post a link to that essay at armstrongandgetty.com. Send it to all of your friends for the good it'll do, which is very little. Yeah, that is is something. Same-day registration, ballot harvesting, blanketing the landscape with millions of ballots, whether you still live there or not. The fix is in. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to point out, it doesn't take some sort of magical hacking, hacking of Dominion voting machines by mysterious Venezuelans or any of that crap. They write it into law. If I'm going to be a uh, grown-up about this, though, I feel like... You just got to recognize, okay, that's what the 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 the, the state of play is, and you got to compete the same way. And the Republicans can raise as much money as 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 Democrats can. I mean, they'll come from different places, but they'll raise a gazillion dollars. And uh, but but they haven't put their efforts into this. Partially, not blaming it only on Trump, but partially, Trump went anti mail in ballots. Republicans had dominated mail in ballots. Since mail-in ballots became a thing, 
It was just a truism that Republicans voted through mail, Democrats showed up same day. That flipped in just two cycles, partially because Trump tried to convince people that mail-in ballots were wrong for some reason. Um, but anyway, got to play the same game and do the same things. It's the only thing you can do, isn't it? Yes, but it'll never happen. Well, not never. That's a silly thing to say. It's extremely difficult to make that happen in California because of where the contributions come from. Well, it might be impossible in California, but nationwide, I, I, you just got to play the same by the same techniques. Or effectively convince people that that's unjust and leads to uh, a voting practices that are untoward. Oh, yeah. If you can change policy or law around voting, that'd be that'd be fine. I'd be all for that. I hate this whole month-long election thing. I don't think we're going to get away from election deniers on both sides as long as we have month-long elections. And, you know, I can make a pretty easy lawyerly argument in favor of the Democratic Party because everybody's so in love with this notion of everybody should vote every cycle, no matter how much they know or don't know. And so if the Democratic Party goes to an 18-year-old's house and says, hey... You're eligible to vote. We have the, that in our records. You haven't registered. Here's your same-day registration. Fill this out. Here's your ballot. Fill this out. Now hand it to me. I'll turn it in for you. There's a pretty good chunk of the public, the public that would say, well, that's good. They voted. We have a democracy. Voting is good. So I, you're probably right, you know, at the in the end. They just got to play the game better than the Democrats or they're doomed. Yeah, that is that was a troubling little screed there, though. Tell you what, though, control of the unions. I grew up with it. I've seen it. You can compel them or convince everybody in a giant government union to show up and vote in a way that you can't convince just average citizens who have an average citizen's concern about the government to vote because the union members are getting paid. They're there for their own direct financial self-interest, which is why FDR thought government employee unions were a horrific idea. FD freaking R, folks. End of rant. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What is this? I got you your ear. No, it's not. This ain't my ear. Yes, it is. Cherry pie punch filling. My ears don't taste like cherry pie. Yes, they do. Man, they don't. Yes, they do. Why I ate your ear, I should know. Well, you're right. Holy... Maybe we should have told people what that was before we played it so we could fully enjoy it. What is that, Michael? That is Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield advertising their cannabis edibles called Holy Ears. And, and they're little ears with bites out of them. And obviously yucking it up about the fact that Mike Tyson once chewed off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear during a heavyweight boxing match. Went cannibal on him. Yeah. Which Joe and I watched together and is one, <clears throat> is one of those events where I can still picture the room I was in. It was so astounding. To quote Thin Lizzy, man, we fell about the place. Holy cow, what a day. I like their, uh, what was their jingle? Holy ears. <laughs> Is there some sort of equation about, um, uh, whether it's emotionally or culturally or whatever, 
where with a certain amount of distance, everything is just silly, no matter what it was. I mean, that hasn't happened with, I don't think, the Civil War or the Holocaust. But, um, you know, it's like my example of I went to the Cane's Chicken and you had a big smiling picture of wrapper iced tea on it for the, on the iced tea container. I get it. Iced tea's iced tea. Yes. I was a disc jockey when Cop Killer or whatever that was was a song, and he was like one of the most feared, dangerous men in America or something like that. Now his smiling face is on the iced tea container. Uh, I feel like this is similar. I mean, so now it's just <laughs> two guys yucking it up about how you once were such a freaking lunatic, you bit my ear off. <laughs> well, and the, there was so much there. The, the lisping weirdness of Mike Tyson, Holyfield playing along, the fact that in terms of like cultural cachet, that's a little past due, right. that whole thing. Yeah, you got to be uh, like just, practically our age to remember it. So, yeah, and the two of them, and it's pot edibles and the holy years. And just, do you want to hear it again? There. I don't know if I, I want to do. Oh, okay. I do, yeah. What is this? I got you your ear. No, it's not. This ain't my ear. Yes, it is. Cherry pie punch filling. My ears don't taste like cherry pie. They do. Man, they don't. Yes, they do. Why I ate your ear, I should know. Well, you're right. Holy... What the hell? The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine and said, what are we talking about now? You just went from one thing to another. And I said, you know, we had a consultant. Joe and I hired a consultant. We paid with our own money who said that I did that. And he was right. <laughs> I moved from one topic to another too fast. And I did that with a friend the other day. I said, wait, wait, what? What are we talking about now? You know, <laughs> my beautiful, charming wife, the love of my life, also has that tendency. <laughs> to go from one topic to another real quick. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'm lost here. Who's Jim? <laughs> oh, 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 I'm talking about Jim, the blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people like us, in our heads, we've got, you know, all the all the um, context, but the other person does not. It's so, a sign of intelligence, surely. Pause for a second. Here's a new story. A marathon runner named Uncle Chen has shocked the running world after being seen chain-smoking during his race. And he's got the <laughs> pictures of him. In his running outfit with the paper number on, <laughs> and he grabs a cigarette from somebody, lights it, runs for a while, then throws it on the ground. <laughs> Way to go, Uncle Chen. <laughs> oh, my God. The U.S. government's own numbers estimate food prices will increase by about 10% this next year. Historically, they've gone up 2% annually, like all inflation, but they expect next year for food prices to go up 95 to 10.5%. Moving yeah. up. I should probably eat about 10% less, so that's a break-even. That's a great way to look at it. Mm, it's not this. very helpful if you're feeding a house full of kids. but No. God dang it, my kids are getting to that age where... So we, when we went to Red Robin last night, Henry wanted a gluten-free cheeseburger, and the reason we go there is because they got gluten, good gluten-free buns. And uh, anyway, he ate his cheeseburger and fries. Like, he said, Dad, I'm still hungry. They need to make these cheeseburgers bigger. Yeah, I can't get you another meal. I mean, I suppose I could. We did a bang-bang the other night. We went to Red Robin, then we went straight to IHOP. Wow. He was so amused by this. He'd been begging me for a bang-bang forever. That's when you eat two meals back-to-back, different restaurants. 
<laughs> Never in my life done that. Can't you haven't? imagine doing it. I've done no. it three times. It's pretty fun. My brother and I did it once. We uh, we had a um, Domino's pizza, and then we went to my house where we had a home cooked meal of a chicken strips and salad or something. Like that. <laughs> what are you a bear? <laughs> it's pretty funny if you ever do it. It's just it's amusing. It's not good for you. It's a terrible practice, obviously. But we went yeah. to Red Robin, ate a full meal, then went right to IHOP and had pancakes and French toast. Gee, money. Bang, bang. Hey, do you um, want to hear a couple of emails about the Pete Davidson question? Absolutely. Why do these super, super hot women date this guy who, by his own admission, has struggled with dating his whole life? Uh, let's see. This is from, uh, I'll say, Maggie. From a woman's standpoint, the minute a guy is taken, in this case by another beautiful woman, he becomes very attractive to other women. It's Apparently. as simple as that. Apparently. Well, yeah, because women are very... um uh, uh I don't know, collaborative, a lot of committees, a lot of what do you thinks, and obviously another woman who is very, very desirable herself says, this guy, right here. Right, I'm a big believer in anthropology all the way around. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, the the the, the alpha women or the more attractive women have decided this is the desirable male to reproduce with, and so it gets into your head, I guess. Montana Sue says, guys, Pete has a lot of charm in a weird way. I can see the youngins going for him. Also, maybe the gals want the PR because that definitely comes with the package. Thanks for the show. Yeah, I said that. Um, you will get a tremendous amount of New York Post stories and TMZ stories and stuff like that. So this chick that's basically a model and uh, influencer that he's dating now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, part definitely yeah. part of the package. But she influences people to be aroused. That's uh, that's the influence. I was about to say Kim Kardashian didn't need that, but geez, that's what she's been doing her whole adult life. So, Elon Musk he tweeted out the other day, welcoming back Ligma and Johnson, and he's got his arms around a couple of people at Twitter that he hired back that he had fired. You know that whole he fired a whole bunch of people and then realized some of them he needed, and then he tweeted underneath it, important to admit when I'm wrong, and firing them was truly one of my biggest mistakes. That's interesting. Hmm? Remarkable. You didn't have somebody that took a little time to figure out, all right, whatever. Did uh, Did you say the uh, the names of the employees Elon Musk uh, rehired? Yeah. Did I do something I think funny? I did. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. But Keith was via email. Okay, so maybe I missed the joke. Oh, right. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You so was you Elon fool. Elon was playing us. Yes. So all that backlash about firing people he needed. <laughs> the names Child. of the employees, employees were Ligma and Johnson, as in Ligma Johnson. Oh Lord. Oh my god. See, and I didn't even get it. Oh, that's hilarious. And then his follow up, important to admit when I'm wrong and firing them was truly one of my biggest mistakes. <laughs> You were a child. He's definitely the funniest world's richest man we've ever had. Oh, that's hilarious. Welcoming back Ligma and Johnson. And there's a picture of him with his arms around a couple of dudes in front of the big Twitter logo at the building. Those were probably those trolls in San Francisco who pretended to be fired Twitter employees and used those words, which he thought was hilarious at the time. Oh, that's funny. You fool. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.